0: Has suffering figured largely in your life? Have you or your loved ones been through some tough times? And what about your patients and the suffering you've witnessed throughout your nursing career? Let's talk about honoring our own pain while also being stellar nurses right here on episode 181 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello and welcome to the Nurse Keith Show. I am so very grateful that you're listening, whether it's your first time tuning in or you've been hanging out with me for months or years. Thanks for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast is all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that can get you moving in a positive and inspired direction. If you want to see the show notes for this episode, you can follow along at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 181. That's nursekeith.com forward slash the word episode and the number 181. Anyway, I am thrilled you're here, so let's hop into the studio and dig right into today's topic. Back on Monday, November 5th, 2018, just after Halloween and the Day of the Dead, I published a blog post on my blog, Digital Doorway, and it was entitled Nurses, Nursing, and the Nature of of suffering. The reason that I wrote that blog post and wanted to speak with you right now on episode 181 about the nature of suffering is because we as nurses, especially when we work in clinical positions, we witness a lot of pain and suffering. We witness death. We see from Dialysis to med surge or home health or hospice or the ICU or even as school nurses, we create therapeutic relationships with patients and their families. We provide all sorts of different types of care, including psychosocial support. And, you know, it is not an easy row to hoe, as many of you know. And aside from witnessing the suffering of others and the challenges faced by the people who we are serving, we also see our colleagues suffering. Have you ever witnessed another nurse breaking down because... Her mother just had a massive stroke, or maybe her husband died, or maybe her child is really sick, or maybe she just witnessed a patient going through the most torturous, awful, painful procedure, and it really touched a nerve for her, or maybe... Something she's witnessing in the suffering of a little child with incurable brain cancer has really triggered her own fears about the well-being of her own children or brought back memories from her childhood. So whether we're witnessing the suffering of our patients or we're seeing and hearing about the pain in our colleagues' lives, or we ourselves are experiencing pain and suffering and loss and grief ourselves, this can have an impact on the way in which we approach our life, the ways in which we approach our work, and also the ways in which we are more or less susceptible to burnout, to compassion fatigue, to just throwing up her hands and saying, oh my God, I can't do this anymore. I can't be a nurse anymore. I can't see any more pain anymore. If you have gotten to this place of feeling like you just can't do it anymore? Well, there are options for you. You don't have to keep working in a clinical area where pain and suffering and death and grief and loss are part and parcel of your day-to-day work. There are plenty of other things you can do where you can remove yourself from that type of environment temporarily or maybe even permanently. And there are also ways in which you can bolster and buoy yourself emotionally and spiritually and psychologically so that it doesn't take such a toll. Now, in the blog post, I wrote about the fact that in Buddhist theology, Buddhist studies, it has often been said, and it's been purported that the Buddha said that life is suffering. And I believe this Pertains to a large extent to our attachments because we get attached to things. We get attached to people, to ways of life. We get attached to our cars, our homes, our pets, so many things. And when we face loss or we face the potential of not having what we think we deserve, those attachments, that grasping at what we think, is our due, or what we think our life should look at, that's where suffering comes when our desires do not meet head on perfectly or don't mesh perfectly with what we are experiencing in the world. So Aside from our attachment to things in people, there's also this notion that especially if you work, let's say, in pediatrics and you see a lot of suffering and pain on the faces of the children that you're working with, there's this reality that bad things happen to good people. And that's actually a book that came up a, a couple decades ago when bad things happen to good people. And, you know, good people experience all sorts of awful stuff all the time. And that can be painful and it can be exasperating when you're faced with it day in and day out. And when we work in the healthcare sphere, the grasping, the attachment we have is that we want to cure our patients. We want our patients to get better. Unless of course we work in hospice and then what we're looking for is to give our patients a relatively pain-free Compassionate death, so that we can help them transition to the next world, to the next life, however you look at it, without too much suffering along the way. So we grow attached to our patients themselves, to their families, and we feel great compassion for them. And when we come up against our quote unquote failure, to alleviate the pain and suffering of another person with whom we've been charged the care of, that can feel pretty terrible. So over the years, I can't even count the number of patients I lost. When I was doing intensive inner city case management with people with HIV and AIDS and full-blown diabetes that was completely out of control, man, I saw a lot of people suffer. I saw a lot of people die. And in my personal experience, and I've talked about this before here on this show and I've written about it, I experienced incredible levels of burnout and actually had to leave those positions for something a little less stressful. And now here I am working in my pajamas at home because that's where I feel most comfortable. I did my several decades in nursing and decided that I needed to do something that would remove me from that world for a while. And that has been very healthy and really wonderful for me on many, many levels, and it gives me the opportunity to support people like you who need my support, who need that extra shot in the arm to help you live the best life you can and have the best career you can possibly have. So suffering is also something that we witness when we turn on the evening news, when we listen to the radio, when We look at our news feed on our phone and we see that there's been a shooting in a yoga studio in Florida, or we see that there's been a massacre at a synagogue in Pittsburgh. These things also contribute to that rain barrel of suffering and pain and news and information that we take in and that we have to process. And there's only a certain amount that's gonna fit in that rain barrel, right? And when we get to that top, when we get to the top of the rain barrel, when we feel like we are just overflowing and we can't take even one more piece of information, one more heart-rending story, one more piece of information that's going to communicate to us the ways in which maybe medicine or healthcare or nursing has failed someone, we need to decide how it is we are going to take care of ourselves in the face of such pain, in the face of such suffering. And when we have witnessed the crueler side of human nature and existence, when we've seen the ways in which people act so negatively, so horribly towards one another, how can we turn that around for ourselves? In terms of our own pain, I'll say for myself that I've lived with chronic pain for quite a number of years, and I experience a certain amount of physical suffering every day. And some emotional and spiritual suffering comes along with that because when stuff's going on in our bodies, of course, our minds, our psyches follow suit. So lots of stuff can go on inside of us and we can be like these repositories of stories and histories and experiences that we then have to process in some ways. And throughout those years of living with physical pain, I've also provided lots of support to patients when I was working in the clinical area, and I've heard many stories from you, from listeners just like you, stories that have on many occasions broken my heart or at least got me close to feeling like my heart was about to break. I have talked to nurses with cancer and nurses with dementia, nurses living with depression and suicidality or substance abuse. And man, you and all those other nurses out there, you, my dear listener, you are an amazing person. You're an incredibly strong, powerful human being. And whether you are experiencing burnout or whether you can relate to my story of living with chronic physical pain or emotional or spiritual anguish, you need to also care for yourself as well. How do we, you and me, how do we allow ourselves the space to feel our own feelings, to allow ourselves the time and the, the wherewithal to process our own suffering, to process our own pain, to do the internal work that can get us back to that place of equanimity, where we can go back out there and care for our patients and do the things that we need to do so that we can be as effective in the world as possible while still honoring our own humanity and what is happening for us in this very moment. When we're back from the break, we're going to talk more about your humanity and my humanity and how to keep that humanity front and center, no matter what it is we're facing in our lives. So we'll be back in part two, stick around. Well, we're going to take a quick pause for the cause about how you can support the Nurse Keith Show. That's right. You can become a patron of the Nurse Keith Show, just like other listeners who value this show so much that they want to give just a little bit each month to support the work we're doing here. When you pledge, you not only get the satisfaction of helping produce and support the show, you also get some pretty cool premiums from me. So just head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Nurse Keith to read all about it. Also, please consider signing up for my newsletter over at nursekeith.com so that you can receive my bi-weekly message to you right to your inbox. And remember to leave a rating and review of The Nurse Keith Show over on Apple Podcasts and iTunes because it really helps other people find the show. So those are my sincere asks of you, dear listener. So now let's get back to The Nurse Keith Show and the subject at hand. and we're back thanks for hanging out with me here on episode 181 of the nurse keith show and just before the break we were talking about our own suffering And life being suffering in the Buddhist theology, in the Buddhist tradition. And I mentioned some of the ways in which I have tracked my own suffering over the years physical, emotional, spiritual, and otherwise. And I wanted to touch base with you, dear listener, about how we can live in a very complex 21st century world and Make sure that our own humanity still matters, that we are tuned in to our own needs, that we're tuned in to the ways in which our lives are changing as the years go by. So whether we're determined to deny our own pain and suffering because we need to be the strong nurse helping everybody else, or if we're willing to honor our own suffering and our own pain and make sure that we can process it healthily, and then get back out there and do the work that we're meant to do in the world. We nurses, we are fallible human beings, just like everybody else walking on this planet at this moment in time. And you and I are prone to the ills that everyone else is as well, whether it's a sore throat and the flu, or it's leukemia, or brain cancer, or watching our loved ones die, or having to euthanize our beloved cat or dog or other pet. These are the things that make us human. Well, our pain and suffering aren't the only things that make us human. Our love and our compassion and our service in the world make us human as well. But something that we share in common with other human beings when it comes to pain and suffering is that we are as fallible and we hold the potential to experience those things as much as our patients and their families do. So we need to make sure that we have our ducks in a row, that our families are cared for, and our friends are looked after, and that we do the work that we want to do to, let's say, turn the environment around or get involved in politics. This is the end of the campaign season here in the end of 2018, and some of us have been out there phone banking and canvassing for our favorite candidates or political parties. We need to make sure that our finances are in order. We need to lean in and make sure we have wills and All of our end-of-life decisions have been laid out on paper for our families and our loved ones. We have our futures in terms of our education, our careers, anything else under the sun that makes up what your life is. You need to make sure that you leave space to be able to deal with those things. I know Working, let's say, three 12-hour shifts a week or maybe four 12-hour shifts a week, that can take up a lot of your energy and time. And when you get home, the last thing you want to do is talk to your husband about your end-of-life plans, or writing a will, or deciding who your healthcare proxy is going to be, or who's going to take care of your children if you and your husband die in a car crash tomorrow. Whatever it happens to be, these are difficult decisions to make, but this is part of our humanity. This is part of living on this earth. And I hear from so many nurses who are out there in the world slogging away day after day in the ICU or the ER or the the step down unit or the nursing home, and they feel like they have no time left to themselves. And I want to know do you feel that way? I used to feel that way a lot, and it's not a nice thing to feel. And you need to be able to turn that around in your life and realize that your own humanity is as crucial as any patient who you're going to walk into that room and see, or any person, any family you're going to support, any friend who you're going to go and give your time to, you need to give that time to yourself as well. I've spoken over the years with nurses who live with debt or personal tragedy or grief or loss or mental illness or what have you. And you know, you and I, we all strive to create the best lives we possibly can for ourselves, for our loved ones, for our communities, and also for our patients, the patients who we care for. And at times, admitting that we don't have the answers is a very human thing to do, no matter how fallible and imperfect that makes us seem. As nurses, we feel like we need to have it all together. We need to have all the answers. We need to be able to set aside our own pain and suffering so that we can be there for others. But you know what? Sometimes the therapeutic use of self can really be a powerful tool. And I don't mean that you're going to walk into a patient's room and spill your guts about your grandfather's battle with cancer and how horrible it was and how much you cried at his funeral. But If you're sitting with a patient and her husband, and your patient is facing imminent death, for instance, and you're trying to figure out how to comfort them, a small amount of personal reflection could really move the needle for them in terms of coming to terms with what they're facing. If you can share therapeutically some little slice of your life or some slice of what you've witnessed over the years as a nurse and a human being on this planet, you might be able to tell a story or relate compassionately to that person laying in the bed in front of you or to that spouse in the waiting room who's sitting there crying and needs your support. You might be able to tell a story or relate a personal experience or the experience of another patient or another person who you've had encounters with over the years. It might be able to alleviate some of that pain for the person you're counseling. It might be able to show that person that they're not alone, that others have walked on that path, and that you yourself, the nurse, the infallible, wonderful nurse who's the angel of mercy who comes to their bed every time they need you, maybe you can tell a story without too much information that shows that you really understand. And that level of understanding, that ability to say, I see you as a human being, and you see me as a human being, and this is us right here in this moment, nurse and patient, and we are just people sharing our experiences, sharing our pain, sharing a tear together or a laugh or a smile. The impact of your ability to share just means so much. Sometimes, I share here on this show, like a few minutes ago, I shared how I've lived with chronic pain for more than a dozen years. And I've heard from nurses who say, Keith, I really honor you sharing this so openly and transparently. And I want to tell you my story of living with pain or how I overcame it. And I want to share some ideas with you or some solutions, or just want to talk with you about what your experience was and what my experience was. Sometimes just the sharing of our mutual humanity is enough to change the course of our day, to change the course of our lives, or even to change the course of our death. If we hear from someone who's been there before, who's been at that moment, at the moment of death, and can relate and can tell us something about what that experience is and how they can support their loved one to have the most dignified, painless death possible. So, our humanity. Our humanity has meaning. And no matter what efforts you and I put out there in the world as nurses to show that we're superhuman, that we can carry the weight of the world on our shoulders, we nurses, you and I, we need to strive to recognize, to accept, to celebrate, I really mean it, to celebrate our own fallibility, our own humanity. And if we can create careers and lifestyles that honor our own needs, that honor our pain, our suffering, that can give us the wherewithal to be there for others and to live the best possible life we can. I truly believe that. And I want you to believe it too. You know, this business of nursing can be super difficult. It can be a total drag. It can also be a wonderful, uplifting profession that really shows you the best side of humanity. And that is just like life. Life can be a total drag. And life can also be wonderful and filled with smiles and tears and laughter and learning and personal growth. And isn't that what we're all here for? Aren't we here to grow? Aren't we here to learn? And when part of our learning is to admit our own fallibility, to admit to our own humanity and our own imperfection and that our grasping at the straws of perfection does us a disservice. That's where the rubber hits the road. That's where we can show our true humanity and be truly human and humane nurses who understand the nature of suffering, who understand what it means to live with pain, who understand what it means to watch a loved one die. And also understanding that the nurse sitting next to you in that nurse's station has her own story. That nurse starting that IV in the room, that nurse who seems so stressed out and he can barely get the needle in because he's, it seems like he's just not himself today. Give him a break. Say, look, look, go take a break, go have some coffee. I'll do this. I'll start the IV and I'll come chat with you in a little while in the kitchen. When we can bring that level of compassion, when we can bring that level of seeing other people for who they truly are and wanting to know what the experiences of others are, no matter how painful, that is what makes life worth living. That is what makes being a nurse such a wonderful Profession, such a wonderful calling and career, and allows us this window into the lives of others where we can transform our own suffering, our own pain, and the experiences of our lives into a therapeutic process to help our patients and their families through their own pain and suffering and to support our colleagues at the same time. I wish that for you. I wish it for me and I wish it for all of our colleagues out there who need to be able to face their own humanity, their own imperfections, and to be able to bring that awareness to their work and to their lives and truly live the lives they want to live and work the kind of career that really holds meaning for them and really holds the ability to fulfill whatever it is their mission in life happens to be. Well, there you have it. Thank you, my friend, for listening to the Nurse Keith Show. I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode. I know this is a slightly somber subject, but I think when we can face that pain, when we can humanize that suffering, that helps us to take inspired action in our lives, to create the best life we possibly can, to have the most satisfying and wonderful career we can, and to connect with others on the most real level and the most authentic level we can manage. The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by Tim Hollowell and his team at the podcastinggroup.com, And social media and promotion are handled by Mark Cappiespeason. Hats off to Tim and his team and Mark for helping me out day after day, week after week, month after month. I want you to stay positive, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your career, and tune in again and again and again as we explore how to take your life and your career to the next level. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, and keep in touch. And adios till next time from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico.